0: Everybody, welcome to Next Planet Over. <laughs> oh boy, uh, duck- we're <laughs> laughing and you don't know why. <laughs> du- I, I, warm, I warmed up with. Uh, what I say again? Duckbill platypus Duck-bill on the, platypus the moon. Platypus on the moon. Yeah, <laughs> just to warm up. Um, hey everybody, I'm pretty punchy. It's been a really rough we week. We need for to everybody. see my
1: face right now. It was it was one of those crickets.
0: Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. So it's been a while since we've done an episode. It is ramping up for a whole new season here. Uh, I know I've said that before and I've lied to you, so I apologize from the bottom of my butt. (laughs) Um, so let's, uh, let's talk some sci-fi shows, some action shows. Ron, it's been too long, buddy. Been too long. Yes. When's the last time we recorded a new episode? Because the last one was a cheat. Last one was a cheat. I used old stuff and edited it together. Sorry. Or cheat. I thought you said cheap. I'm a cheap. (laughs) I'm cheap, too. Um... (laughs) Someone someone told me that they don't they don't tip at a restaurant, and they said it's because they were too poor. I go, no 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 no, you're not poor, you're cheap. You're eating out. Yes, yes. you're cheap. You're cheap. Go <laughs> eat some fast food if you can't afford to tip. You jerk. Right.
1: Um. Unless you're paying with everything for with gift cards, but then you've got a couple bucks. Still, you yeah, it's still table. tip, eat, man. Eat uh,
0: yeah, it's it's funny. And the argument was, he goes, "Oh, I was a waiter. I know how much they make." I go how much do you think they make and he's like oh my sister comes home with like $700 a week and I'm like oh my god just stop it it's just an anomaly she works at a bar it's just different there
1: yep. Thank all you right. are, that's a whole different culture
0: yeah okay everybody let's uh, our first show is my favorite sci-fi show of all time I figured land on a good step but this is a weird episode uh, we're going to have some different genres and just mixing it up here uh, all time favorite sci-fi show I'm not saying it's the best sci-fi show but the voyagers is the one that hit me right square in my brain and my heart as a kid i absolutely adored this show and frankly it still holds up
1: definitely it's quite literally in the brain i love the. i totally forgot when i watched these catch up that they did this little education you know go to your local library to read more on you know it's like i love that yeah you don't get that anymore a
0: lot of people don't know is that scholastic paid part of the budget Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, it's... Okay, so it sounds like an educational show when you break it down. Uh, If you were to tell, like, a parent or a teacher why you should be able to watch it while you're grounded. (laughs) It's educational! Um, That's right. But it's also a lot of fun. Voyagers was basically, if you haven't seen it, uh, it's an adventurer named Phineas Bogg, who is a charmer, an action man, uh, good with the quips. Only problem is, he didn't pay attention in Voyager school. And he had a little guide that he was supposed to use to teach him what he was supposed to fix through time. Uh, and he loses it promptly on one of his very first adventures to a dog. And uh, uh, well, he lands in, a, in a, a high rise, right? And he holds on to the window for dear life, mm-hmm. pulls in, whatever, loses the the, the book, but grabs a kid by accident who's in there. And then they both vanish into the time stream. What? Oh my god, I haven't watched it in a while. They didn't call it the time mm-hmm. stream
1: fell out the window was he broke the window trying to get in. Yeah. The dog protected him, grabbed the book, and then the struggle to get the book back and knocked the kid out the window, so he jumped after him and they had of course jumped their time to save him. So
0: Yeah. And and then the linchpin is that you can't choose your destination. The thing in his hand, the Omni, is what transports him and tells them what to do. But because it's like weird rudimentary uh instrument, it only tells them what year, where they are and red light or green light. Red light it means that there's something there that needs to be fixed, and it's up to them to figure out what it is. Um, usually it's because the book is the one that kind of gives you the guide of what's not going right, but you still have to look around and see what needs to be fixed. And through that, you learn a lot about history, and since Phineas was kind of a doof, he needs the kid who's a genius to tell him what is wrong with history.
1: This works out pretty good. I it would, seems like at first, I, don't know, I had a little issue with the kid's acting ability at yes, first. Yes, I was
0: literally going to say that too. But it feel, grows on you. Yeah, I feel kind of bad. Well, I mean, obviously he's learning as he's going too, because how old was he, yes. 10 maybe at most? I have no idea. 10, 12. Um, he doesn't have that cloying thing that a lot of kid actors do. Like, oh, ain't I cute or ain't I good with the one-liners? What his right. problem, I think, was is when he had to be sad. When he had to cry, it was rough. It did not... It was not believable.
1: No. Let me look He did a lot of stuff beforehand. Of course, it's one-offs type of thing. Yeah, things, well, he, he did,
0: did the, the Bad News Bears TV show a few years before this.
1: Let's see. He was 10 and 78. So, he did... Let's
0: see. So, it was 82. Okay, whoa. 82, 83. Yeah, yeah so 13, 14 <laughs> is around the time that... So, he's learning. Uh, I, like I said, the only thing I think is when he tries to be um, really emotional and doesn't sell. But his chemistry... With, um, okay, so it's Mino Peluse and John Eric Hexam are the stars. Uh, sadly, John Eric Hexam had a tragedy a couple years after this show ended where he was farting around on the set of Cover Up, his next TV show, with a blank and didn't realize how blanks actually work. Now things have changed so much they have to go through all these rules with you, teach you how to use things properly, what they can do, uh, because of this and the crow. Um, but he yeah. pulled the trigger of the blank and it shot the paper wad into the soft part of his brain, you know, between your jaw and your uh, skull. I don't know what that piece is called. Um, but and then he was just like in surgery for a day and they still couldn't save him. I mean, I can't imagine he would have been okay if he had survived, it probably would've done brain damage. But he just right. hemorrhaged inside and, and sadly his career never really took off. That sucks. And uh, Mino Palouse would retire from acting. I, I don't know exactly why. Um, I know he directed a couple movies uh, and music videos in the late 90s, and uh, he was a producer with his sister. Do you know who Mino Peluse's sister is? I have no clue. Slay Moon Fry. That's right, kids. Punky Brewster is his youngest sister.
1: Okay, I look at his face and I see that.
0: Huh. <laughs> it's
1: obviously different parents, or is this a...
0: Um, Is this a no, I actually think I think they're both the same. The parents, uh, but I think Mino Palu I think he dropped the fry. I can't remember, but I'm not I'm not 100 certain on this. Uh, very unusual names, by the way. <laughs> Italian? I'm guessing. It seems yeah. very Italian yeah.
1: or something Greek, maybe. I don't
0: know. Um, but uh, the the TV show would give you like a lesson in history. Um, and it, each episode was a whole new subject sometimes oh yeah now there's two in each episode that's right or sometimes three um, but it would give you a lesson in history and then at the end like you were telling me he goes if you're interested in this go to your local library and check out books on you know Robin Hood or uh, Babe Ruth and stuff like that mm-hmm. so you that I think big on the whole a school special thing around that time, too. Yeah, that was huge for our generation. Do you remember when I had the rotten old VHS tapes of these that we would watch in college?
1: Yep, they're probably really rotten now.
0: (laughs) Oh, I don't know what happened to them. I went and bought the the TV uh, box set um, for like 18 bucks, And they they, they cleaned Um, them up pretty good. Did you watch this when it was originally on or did you watch it in reruns on uh, Super 55...
1: That is a very good question. I, 83, it's possible I watched it.
0: Yeah, it was I on didn't. regular TV, wasn't it? Yeah, it was on, I want to say it was on ABC and uh, maybe CBS. But yeah, I saw it did reruns when they would air it Saturday mornings after cartoons because remember back in the day when 55 wasn't Fox, it was just an independent station right. and they only had a few cartoons to choose from, they didn't have an affiliate. So, by right. 11 o'clock, they were showing uh, Voyagers, and after that was Street Hawk.
1: I was on at 11?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was on 11, because it considered it kind of kids' entertainment.
1: Oh, 11 a.m.
0: Yeah, oh, God, not at night. Okay. <laughs> I never would have watched it then.
1: <laughs> now, Street Hawk, I could see being on later.
0: but Yeah. Can you imagine me being six years old, cranked up on caffeine? i got to stay like from Voyagers! <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't need to imagine you're cranked up on caffeine. Yeah. You're pretty much there already.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, so the guy who created this show, James D. Perriott, uh, was one of those guys that did a lot of shows for Universal back in the day. Bionic Man, uh, or Bionic Woman, uh, Six Million Dollar Man, Incredible Hulk. So he had sci-fi uh, pedigree with him, and uh, Universal's uh, pictures gave him the, the option of doing Voyagers. Obviously, he didn't last long. Um, 20 episodes. After this... He would go on to create one of our uh, first episodes we discussed, Misfits of Science. This was his follow up show.
1: Oh. And then,
0: another, uh, the then he had kind of struggled for a while. He did a miniseries, uh, Elvis in 1990, the Invaders remake in 1995. But then things kicked off in the 90s. Sci fi heaven, here we come. Forever Night. Have you ever seen this show? Yes. Based Love on it. Remember the movie Nick Knight where it was Rick Springfield and they recast it? Mm -hmm. Uh, we have Dark Skies which is a show you and I watched I think a couple episodes of we always watched that with um oh doggone it it was from Sam Raimi it was a supernatural show about an evil sheriff and this little kid and the woman was always going there's someone at the door there's someone at the door what's that called doggone it evil sheriff Uh, it had Gary Cole as the sheriff and he was like Satan I'll look it up in a minute here um (laughs) they needed Push Nevada no one remembers this show I really enjoyed it. It was from Ben Affleck and Matt Damon where this detective, this insurance detective or whatever, goes to a small town. It's the weirdest damn town you've ever seen. It's kind of Twin Peaks-like.
1: And after that... I don't that, remember it either.
0: Uh, define Gravity, which is about astronauts. That was about 10 years ago. Covert Affairs. And now he's on a TV show called The Patriot, which I don't know what that is. But he's been on Grey's Anatomy for a couple years, too. The show that will not die. <laughs> Jeez. Which one? The Grey's Anatomy. I cannot believe it's still yes. on.
1: I... Yeah, I thought it was done. We we watched everything right up to the very what we thought was the end, and no.
0: (laughs) Shows do that sometimes, though. They have an end in sight, and all of a sudden they're like, "Wait, another season? We're not prepared for this at all." Uh oh.
1: (laughs) Right. No, I'm good. Gotham. So gothic, American Gothic. It's called American Gothic. That's what it's called. Yes. Okay.
0: I think Bruce Campbell gets eaten by cockroaches in one episode. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so we did
1: 16 episodes. with uh, Misfits and
0: Science. Yeah, Misfits and Science was only 16 episodes. Um, I didn't think that one was anywhere nearly as good as Voyagers. And, and part of the joy of Voyagers, though, is that they didn't have to come up with a, a new adventure every week. They already had the stories made for them. You know, they would have a Robin Hood episode. Then they would have uh, uh, yeah, not Clammy Jane. Um, uh, you know, she was in the show with uh, Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill and was it Clement Jane? Yeah, that's Clementine James. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought it was Annie Oakley. No. Was it Annie Oakley? Annie Oakley, I think, I think it might be. Um, I don't know. And then we have, like, uh, the Wright Brothers was in the original episode. My favorite episode, I think, um, is uh, the Babe Ruth Cleopatra one, where they accidentally take Cleopatra to 1920s, and then she hooks up with Babe Ruth, and there's gangsters, and somehow they have to convince her oh, to come back great. in time with her.
1: <laughs> that's great. It was climate Sorry. okay, I had to
0: look it up. Uh, and I know that there was like there's the assassination of Abe Lincoln one. there was uh, Harriet Tubman, uh, Tom Sawyer, or Huckleberry Finn, one of them I can't remember. But it was just a fun way of looking through history. I think the most recent they ever did was I went they went to 1970, I believe, and Jeffrey is separated from bog and uh, he ends up on a plane that's being taken hostage and the pilot passes out and Jeffrey has to land the plane. (laughs) Oh, fun. Yeah. Do you remember the trial episode? Where they they introduced the evil voyagers? The ones that are going through time messing things up in the first place?
1: Yeah, I kind of figured... As I was watching through some of these, I kind of remembered something like that happening, but I didn't get to that point.
0: Yeah, I can't remember how the series ends. I want to say it was to be continued on that. There was a court case episode where they accuse him of screwing up time and that he's incompetent and they want to take away his Voyager status, which would mean the boy would be left in their weird – were they from the future? Where were they from? Another dimension? I I really got to watch it again. I'm going to have to pick up the series because a little rusty. Yeah, I wish I'd watched it. I thought I had it all memorized, but I guess I don't because I realize I haven't watched the show in probably 15 years. But, because um, I watched it so much as a kid. My favorite thing, though, from the whole show, <laughs> from the VHS tapes, was watching all the commercials in the middle. Like, I was still watching these up to, like, 2007 on VHS tape, and I would have commercials with a young Jason Bateman selling peanut butter boppers. <laughs> <laughs> or do you remember, what was the one where it was, it's a, it was a fruit candy, or fruit stripe, or something like that, and uh, it was so good, it was ugly, and people would open them up and people would scream and run away from the fruit. <laughs> do you remember this? I don't. Okay. don't? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember those commercials specifically. But, um... It, it, it's I just truly... got
1: sidetracked on my dog's barking in the
0: background. <laughs> I, I think I think the reason the show holds up so well is that it was fantasy, but it wasn't special effect based. The one effect sequence yeah. they have is them flying through time and it looks completely okay because yes, it's on blue screen and they're just obviously floating on a um, like a board or something. But it doesn't look right. it doesn't look that way. They just fly through space and you see different worlds flying by them. That's why I think they're from another dimension. Cause see if they're going through time Man, it's weird. It's why almost why would
1: you a, have to leave the planet?
0: Yeah, well, it's not like they leave the, the planet because you see different versions of different planets. Why is it flat though? See, that's the thing that confuses me. So I don't. It does, I feel I wish there was more seasons because they would have answered these questions. But the show is so unbelievably expensive, and it just didn't you know, make enough in the ratings.
1: I don't understand how it was expensive.
0: Well, if think didn't about have all every special
1: effects. Well,
0: yes, but also think about the fact you have to redo all the sets and the dressing and, and, and recast every uh, yeah. single episode. There's a whole
1: lot of period stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, how many sets do they have that look like these things in Los Angeles? Because they're they're in Germany, they're in uh, you know uh, uh, you know because they're in World War One, I, I believe, and then they they go to uh, Kitty Hawk, and that's just the first episode, mm-hmm. and the production value on that alone is just expensive. And right. a lot of these shows, like say a war show, would just reuse the same set over and over and over. They don't have to rebuild it, and they don't have to set up all the tanks and rent this and rent that. And I mean, you had to get a plane that looked like the Wright Brothers' first plane, and they had to build this. I mean, I'm right. sure I'm sure Universal Studios had something on their back lap, but it's just the time and money to get all this together. It's just too expensive. Yeah, I get it.
1: Definitely was, when you got jump period to period, I get it. I get it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I always if, love the
1: fact that... If you want it to be convincing.
0: Yeah, so if you... The special effects weren't good enough back then, and I think this is why it holds up, is because when they would come back onto Earth, they were going through some sort of digital space thing, you know, like uh, Stargate or whatever, or, uh, you know, Time Cop, um, where it looks like, oh, that's 1994 special effects. They literally just fell from the sky. No. <laughs> How they weren't crippled by the fifth episode. Well, they did... Occasionally, fall on my head. Oh yeah, occasionally. Sometimes I just smack the ground. I'm like, oh god, it's cold there. <laughs> my knee bone would be up in my nose, <laughs> and I don't mean I don't mean from the outside. <laughs> my bones crumble. Just, ah! just get a get a giant shovel and scoop me out. <laughs> That's the next adventure. Okay. Ah. I'm okay. I feel like I Daf- keep going. every time Daffy Duck would get smashed, I'm okay, no more for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's definitely. Pass on backwards. I, If you can't tell, usually we recommend or don't recommend after the first episode. I think you and I are green, green right here. This is an oh, yeah. absolute. This
1: was good all the way to the end, as yeah. far as I remember.
0: Um, Now the other one I discovered And I thought it was a series of TV movies Because when I was collecting VHS tapes Like A Fiend and reselling them I ran into one called QED And I thought that it was like a PBS show Like they just did it You know like the movies that they do Every once in a while from BBC or something like that No this is actually a very short lived TV show It lasted about 8 episodes Also very very expensive And uh, you never heard of this one have you?
1: I watched it and i I want to say that it seems very familiar but i i'd have to say no i may have seen one or two episodes but that's it
0: yeah it's it's interesting because it's another one of those that embraced science and and tried to downplay the violence which was really getting out of control i think at that time in action shows and this seemed like it was another one in the vein of voyagers where i was trying to teach you stuff about history and he was a scientist who went on these adventures to help people and uh, so it has a little bit of MacGyverism too, because he's using gadgets to help win. Uh, did you watch the car race one? Uh, I was started watching half of it. Okay, I didn't get all the way through it. Let's just say some really cool gadgets come into the into play later in the episode. But uh, and this sa- is another period one as well. Well, yeah, period as in back in forties. Uh, I actually think in nineteen twenties maybe.
1: Twenties further. Back. Oh yeah, the car was yeah definitely further back
0: and right. i i like the mythos that they're starting to build that he has an arch nemesis uh who's like this mad scientist guy out of germany so he's like the evil version of qed uh right and, and it, i want to see some more episodes because the the first episode is fun and adventurous and it builds this big world uh they go to like this island where it's a cult run by this crazy german guy and they kidnap their friends that end up on this like you know they get shipwrecked and they end up there and that's right. the first adventure. The second one, though, they go on a race, uh, uh, kind of like a cannonball run kind of race, and they use all sorts of gadgets and trickery, whatever the bad guys do, to try to to try to win. Um, I it's an absolute blast. It's, I highly recommend the second episode. So
1: this oh, I didn't realize that Julian Glover is actually very active lately, including in great oh, multiple seasons of Game of Thrones.
0: Oh yeah, you know that's. Can I tell you, this makes me kind of a prude, but I tried watching the show. I watched the first season. I got to the second episode, and I was like, "Oh, this is porn." This I, I can have my sword and sorcery now without yeah. all this. I don't understand why <laughs> why each people demands to have. Oh, another orgy! All right, awesome. Okay, I just don't get that. Push
1: the limit. I guess you can do that when you're on HBO.
0: Or, I guess, but what's the one show? Spartacus. I just kept going, all right, I've seen enough dongs and uh, pubic hair for the rest of my life. Right, what we're, we're
1: happened to the story? Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, you don't need
1: this to tell the story.
0: And Julian Glover, now, uh, okay, he's the bad guy. Now, he was... Uh, Kilkis. that's right. What a crazy name. He was a villain. Oh, 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 he's in um, Indiana Jones. Uh, he's yes. the one at the end uh, in Last Crusade. Uh, the one who drinks... He shoots uh, Sean Connery and he drinks from the wrong chalice, uh, and then mm-hmm. it withers him away. <laughs> That's what you get. There goes my dog. Again.
1: <laughs> I don't
0: care, it's fine. <laughs> just, just talking to you. Um, yeah, he's really dastardly. I confused him with someone else, but uh, yeah, I forgot. He's uh, also an Empire Strikes Back in the very beginning, one of those giant Adats oh. on the Hoth. Is it Adat? Yeah, it's uh, ad-at. adat. Yeah. So, I, call them I, okay. I, I recommend this one. Uh, what did you think so far?
1: I actually love it. I love the idea of the science based. Well, there's another show. What was that other show we watched? I think oh. we even covered it on here. Oh, was it Richard point, Dean Anderson,
0: the one with a Legend? Yes. Where he used where to you science. Get the science backup? Yeah. Yes. Well, I like guys that use their brain and don't always answer everything with a punch to the face. Right. If you
1: have to, they can do it.
0: But Yeah. But that's not his go to because he wants to save his fingers for science. That's right. <laughs> um and another guy, uh, in our next show, the Phoenix, is one that doesn't really resort to violence. I only saw the pilot movie and I gotta tell you I was bored out of my gourd. I understand what they're trying to go for, but it almost the new ageiness, the weird metaphysical seventies feeling that was in the show, even though it was from like what, nineteen eighty one or eighty two. I just couldn't get into it.
1: It was hard to get on board with this movie. Yeah,
0: I mean, Judson Scott... (laughs) Well, series, but I didn't get
1: past the pilot.
0: Yeah, Um, I heard that the pilot uh, is is a little bit slower than the series. The series only lasted five episodes, and uh, it's more of a pursuit show. Um, They kind of hint at that at the end of the movie, the pilot movie, but uh, Richard Lynch, who's a notorious bad guy in a lot of like Chuck Norris kind of movies, uh... He was the bad guy in that movie, um, where the girl's in the mental hospital and she keeps seeing visions of him. You and I rented this when we were kids. Uh, it was like a cult and he burned himself up with all the people with, him. bad dreams. Bad dreams. Okay. Do you remember this one? I do not. We rented a lot of horror, so it's kind of (laughs) hard to remember. We were like horror crazy for about five years and it just kind of burnt out. Uh... But he's just one of those guys. And, and I guess in the, the regular series, he's a government agent who's after him. The, okay, so the show's a little weird. Uh, they, uh, I, I, I should have paid more close attention. So apparently Judson Scott is an ancient one. And he's buried in a tomb, and uh, they discover him and release him into our world. He's been asleep forever. But he's not from our planet. He's from somewhere else. And that's why he has like telepathic powers and telekinetic powers. All right. Other than that, I just—I yeah, I don't get where the show was. It was—it was more about like touchy-feely emotions cuts, and I kind of respect that, but there was no forward motion in the plot. There was, a,
1: yeah. I—I'm sorry. I, I this is one of those movies I literally did not finish.
0: <laughs> oh no! Yeah, it's rough. I—I <laughs> well, yeah, found myself yeah, on I, my phone yeah. a lot. No, I kind of like Judson I, Scott. He's an interesting when actor. When you take the time, Correct. yes. Like I
1: liked him as like in Star Trek and a few other things he's done, but he's definitely a good actor. But then this this was not his best forte.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I think he works better as a, a villain because, like you said, yeah. Rapa Khan. He's a Khan's right hand man. He's in V. Yeah. Uh, he's in a huge arc of that where he's constantly like Mark Singer's main nemesis, uh, the leader of the the V troop. Um, and then he's in an episode of Briscoe County Jr. If I remember correctly it's the one where the girl has the powers to make herself younger she's actually an old lady but she seems like she's a, a beautiful woman because she has some absorbing power she got from one of the wands from the orb and, uh, mm-hmm. and he's desperately in love with her and he doesn't know that she's ancient and that she's been uh, manipulating what she looks like and I can't remember anything else about that uh episode but i think that's the last time i saw him i don't know what he does now a lot of these guys just have like a decade and you know what that's more than any of us has so don't make fun of them they're just trying to pay the bills and they get to do what they want for a while
1: no remember we watched uh a while back the powers of matthew star
0: you mean back when we're kids because we haven't haven't done that on the show no no i think we okay Oh, we have it. We were going to talk about it. Oh, we'll I want to tell, tell you this. Okay, so it's a little pricey, but not considering what's inside of it. I bought a pack, a six-pack of beer, and I watched no, – <laughs> And then pack I bought
1: all these things. One, and I don't know what I've
0: done. Oh, my God, my Amazon list. It's cleared. <laughs> I, bought, damn it. I bought a set of six sci-fi TV shows from a company called VEI. They're out of Canada, but they ship through Amazon, and it's pretty cheap. It was like 40 bucks, And I got uh, the complete series of pa- Powers of Matthew Starr, Deadly Games, which is one of the first UPN uh, TV shows where you go into a video game, um, a special unit two. Do you remember I used to tape those and give them to you? It was like X-Files, but badass, where they had like you know weaponry and all these great costumes. They would hunt like werewolves and demons and stuff like that.
1: Oh my gosh! I should remember that, but I don't. Okay, so there's
0: that, and then there's Level Seven, which was a sci-fi show about uh, cyber hackers. Um, okay. You know, it was like more computer based. And then there was Jake Two where the kid got the yes. nanobots. I got that, and uh, yes, yeah, so it's Power Rangers. And it's way too
1: soon.
0: Oh, what is that one? They didn't. They tried so hard to save that show. I know that. Um, uh, the Immortal. I think, yeah, the Immortal with Christopher George, which is a show I've never seen. It's from the seventies. I think that's all the shows. But all that for like forty bucks, and I was like, yeah, Powers of Matthew Star alone is almost worth that. I love that show.
1: It's okay. I I won't say what I was thought I was gonna say. Oh, you're gonna say it sucked, I, didn't you? Well, I from the pilot at least. I don't know what the, show, the rest of the episodes were like, but I know the pilot. It, okay. I'll be fair. It's nowhere near as bad as The Phoenix. <laughs> oh,
0: no, no, no. The Phoenix, yeah. yeah so that one's more The boring. whole
1: slow-moving...
0: Uh, I,
1: I don't know where I was going. Yeah, it's just it's, leave it. it's
0: a molasses <laughs> pace, really, everybody. So I say no to this one.
1: Yeah, definitely not. I mean, unless you're a diehard fan of Judson.
0: Yeah, or E.G. Marshall, who's one of those. I love when they add an older character yeah. actor to these shows. It so kind of keeps their career going. I think my all-time favorite casting of the young guy, the young hot guy with the old guy, is uh, Airwolf. Because Ernest Borgnine is just the shizzle in that one. you got to love Ernest. Yeah. Um, and, and not when he's scared stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is the fourth show? I forgot already. Damn it. <laughs>
1: Fourth show. What
0: the hell is the fourth oh, show we're going to talk about? Oh, oh, uh, Bring Them Back Alive. Bring Them Back Alive. Okay, this so... This
1: is a show I did not know existed.
0: I didn't until, until I... Did. Okay, so I was uh, watching Tales of the Golden Monkey years ago. And it led me to Bring Them Back Alive because they both debuted at the same time as Voyagers. And, of course, all three failed, but... Um, Bring It Back Alive is one that no one seems to remember. It's the only one of the three that didn't get released on DVD. And it's kind of surprising because it looks like it's got names you could sell it on. I mean, Bruce Boxleitner is still well-known among sci-fi fans and Western fans. Um, And Sidney Morgan because of Tron and Caddyshack. And the fact that it was was an Indiana Jones-style adventure about a guy who goes uh, around the jungles uh, saving animals uh, from poachers. And put him in zoos. That's what he means, bring them back alive. Not the people, the animals. He doesn't want to kill them. He wants to bring them in and, and save them, especially if they're hurt. Yeah. But he's... It's, it
1: depends on where you stand, I guess, as far as capturing wild animals. And yeah. Putting
0: them I mean, the world was different, <laughs> though. The world was different in the 20s. The world was a lot different there. Yeah. So, I mean, there's good and bad to zoo. I, I prefer, like, um, nature reserves. Where they're not on cement and, and, and just there for people to stare at, like you, they're in their own wildlife, and you can go yeah. in a vehicle and, and observe them?
1: I, th- I think there's a place – we're going to get political here too much. We don't want to get back too far into this, but yeah, I, I think there's a place for zoos where you have – Animals that were already in that sort of environment, and they're being saved from... Because they, they can't go back to the wild, you know what I mean? That sort of thing. Right. Well, and that, the, the
0: shitty fact <laughs> is a lot of these animals are being killed. They're down to extinct mm. numbers, and, and some of these people don't care. And the fact that we're losing animals, like every year, we're losing yeah. a species. That's another yes. thing the zoos can do is that they, they save them, and then they you know help rebuild the population Repopulate. of the animals. Yeah, I mean, there was one a point where we were—we hardly had any American eagles left. Mm-hmm. That's a shock. And now I've
1: got three living near me here. So, <laughs> as a kid, I would have never thought I'd ever see one in, in the <laughs> yeah. wild. But,
0: but um, so he's a—he's a, like I said, a classic surreal kind of hero where he answers with great one-liners, cool poses, and a punch to the jaw if need be. <laughs> and again, I think what he's taking on a crazy German. Am I right? I think I'm right. (laughs) Is it a German? I don't know. Well, it always seems like in these shows, it's some crazy German because this is the height of uh, World War II. I don't want to say nostalgia, but back to hating the Nazis. Is there a time not to hate the Nazis, honestly? Indiana Jones is just like, you take him away from the Nazis, it's weird. I mean, I watched the fourth one, and he fights the Russians, and I get it. But it doesn't feel right. So what are they going to do with this next Indiana Jones, which is like 12 years later? Come on, don't do it. I have a theory, by that. Hello. Yeah. What what, what? what? What?
1: I lost you for like five seconds. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> no, I just I don't think the new Indiana Jones is a good idea. He's like eighty. What are they gonna do? Yeah, is Is he fighting? Unless just they plan on the,
1: <laughs> my, my, I mean, unless they plan on bringing his son into the mix somehow, you know, from the movie that I thought was just the
0: worst. Yeah, and thing nobody they could wants have ever made. that. Because, okay, at this point, <laughs> he could have a grandson and his name is now Indiana Jones uh right. Junior or he had a or no 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 he has another child he has another son with uh who is the Mar- uh, not Marion. that was the Raiders of Lost Ark who is the one in the second movie Temple of Doom you no, Spielberg's well, no wife idea. he could have a child with her or something I don't know um <laughs> just something different but here's my idea this sounds crazy but I got this from the Mad Max idea. You know the fact that you know Mel Gibson's not in the fourth one, and no one treats it like it's any big deal. Mind you, he's a little toxic, so I understand why they got rid of him. But <laughs> um, what Andrew was telling me is that it's never supposed to be one person, that it's mythos. That it's about telling stories decades down the line, and it just becomes the thing of legend. It could be – anybody could be Mad Max. Well, why can't it be yeah. – this is my idea – You got a bar. You open up with these guys drinking there and telling stories about Indiana Jones. And it's like a half hour adventure. This one guy on the left hand of the bar was like, oh yeah, I know about this guy, Indiana Jones. Let me tell you about this story. And it's like, you know, Chris Evans is playing Indiana Jones. And then when his story is over with, the second guy goes, I got a story even better than that about Indiana Jones. But because it's his version of the story, it's not Chris Evans, it's somebody else. And then the third guy goes, I can top all of that. And, um, you know, and they, they, they tell different stories, like an anthology movie. And then at the end of it, um, you know, you have like Harrison Ford, there's an old man, in the corner of the bar drinking or whatever. And he's it's, like, and he says, all of it is true. Just like in star Wars, the force awakens, right. <laughs> all of it is true. Here's one for you. I think
1: it'd be awesome.
0: Yeah. And that's the way you, you send it off from there on out. Indiana Jones movies are like James Bond movies. It's just legend. It's mythos. And you got to end
1: it. You 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 got to end his story, though. He's got to tell a story for you. And then you got to have them going.
0: Nah. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I I don't want to see CGI face on Harrison Ford as he's running around. I don't want to see this. Please don't digitize his face because it looks weird even now. It looks Weird we're no. getting there but we're not there yeah, did yet. you see the no. second did you see it chapter 2 when they tried to make that kid who was 17 look like he was 13 again it looked weird Ugh. I have not bothered to watch it yet uh, the first one's great I the second like the one original too much. the second one is so messed up it's it's way too long they added all this footage for the kids and they had to digitalize their faces to make them look younger it looks so stupid right how did we get on this okay <laughs> sorry Indiana Jones hey Indiana Jones <laughs> this is what we do uh, Bruce kids. yes let's go back there um, this is this is after the Gambler movies but before Scarecrow and Mrs. King yeah oh he's in the Gambler I forgot about that yeah he's in like in what there's five of those I think he's in four of the five I think one of them he's not in yes um, he's a guy who never really got his due I thought he was a pretty good actor he had Tron of course and he took over yeah. for Babylon 5 during the really boring first season. Um, but that's kind of his name, uh, claim to fame is you know those two or three shows. Uh, of course, Scarecrow and Mrs. King is like the favorite of every mom on the planet, I think. <laughs> of course. Why? No one, why? Uh, yeah, such a handsome man. I love...
1: Scarecrow, Mrs. King...
0: I love the fact that this was directed by... The first episode is directed by E.W. Swackhammer... Which sounds like a fake name for a guy who wrote pulp novels. <laughs> E.W. Swackhammer. Swack. After this, he was famous. Do you remember the Desperado TV shows, the western, that ended up becoming a TV show, which we'll probably eventually discuss? Yes. Yeah, that's uh, he was the guy behind directing a lot of those. Okay. Uh, let's see, uh, 17 episodes whoa wow lowest ratings i've ever seen for a show we've we've discussed oh my god are you serious 82 and then back in the day 82 when there was only like 85 tv shows is pretty bad
1: well that makes sense because honestly i've never heard of the thing so yeah i mean most shows where that i feel like i'm just on the edge a little bit i at least after i watch it i'm like oh yeah this nothing (laughs) <laughs> did you but honestly it looks like something i would have watched had yeah I totally
0: watched it. yeah I, I must have been up against something that was uh much more popular and killed it because this looks expensive it looked fun there's only one point where i almost went i'm sorry what now is when his uh assistant played by clyde casuto um an asian actor is referred to as <clears throat> number one boy
1: right I, that was exactly what i thought
0: <laughs> number one boy <laughs> And now I thought, since Clyde Kasudu is kind of one of those guys... honestly,
1: to be sad, but that being said, yes, they called him that. For whatever reason, they called him that. But they did a really good job, at least in the first episodes that I saw, the two episodes I saw, um, of not making light of their nationality or anything like that. Yes. They have a really supportive role in the show. So I
0: wonder if further down the road, they just ditched that number one boy thing. I think they meant it tongue-in-cheek. And that that he was smarter than Buck in some ways and that calling him number one boy was kind of meant to be a joke. Like, yeah, I'm the number one boy, but I'm the one in charge. You know, it's... Because he's the kind of actor who can handle those kind of things with a a, a tongue-in-cheek kind of comedy. By the way, uh, if anybody remembers, he was in an episode of Briscoe County Jr. where he forces Briscoe (laughs) to try sushi. He's the first person to ever make sushi. Ugh.
1: Yeah. I love sushi. Actually, I like yeah. I like sushi so. Yeah.
0: Um, but I can't imagine being the first person to try sushi. I'm like, what how did you prepare this again? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I just <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so here it is. The reason it was such a bomb is because they aired it against <laughs> the A team and Happy no. Days the Laverne and Shirley, so no wonder.
1: No contest.
0: Holy crap, that's a kick in the nuts. So, I, don't know. I uh, if I was the Man, person to buy my show, i would the other two. Yeah, if, so. if, if, if I found out my show was scheduled against them, I'd be like, okay, uh, so what's my next job? Go ahead, call my Wait. agents, line me up for one right now, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it would I... have
1: been something like this. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and every once in a while, it does work. The Simpsons against the Cosby show actually worked, which shocks me to this day. Um, Seinfeld against Living Color worked. I don't know how. The counter-programming, if the budget's low enough... The problem is a lot VCR. of the shows, a lot of sci-fi action shows are expensive. Yeah. So that's why these don't last very long.
1: So you have what you didn't. Well,
0: you've got a DVR now, or well, everything's digital now. You can watch it whenever you want. But yeah, I mean, uh, well, think about like this. I did VHS. So. Oh, well, who even had a VCR back in 1982? We didn't get ours to 85. Well, this is true. Yeah. So and those tapes VCR probably VCR didn't VCR hold up very well. Content, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I would have been junior high probably when we first had, had our first yeah. yeah.
0: Holy crap. So you're talking 87, 88. Yeah. Yeah. So, um God, what did you do for watching TV? You actually watched TV. Ew. I did. <laughs> Super 55, man. <laughs> we did. We saw so many great TV shows and not so great TV shows and so many terrible, terrible, terrible movies that I am so fond of. That I shouldn't be. And
1: thanks to this podcast, I've realized I've watched a lot of shows over and over and over and <laughs> Oh, over yeah. Well, that's all you had. You only <laughs> had
0: those choices. I mean, I don't know how many times I watched The Muppet Show over and over because it was syndicated on Fox, on 55. you've seen Fox. was The thing Fox is, I never knew I was. What's that?
1: I was oblivious. I had no idea uh-huh. I was watching the same freaking episodes over and over again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's all we had, kids. And you know what? We actually had to go outside for a while. Imagine yeah, there's that. the horror of hmm. going outside on a hot summer day. Yeah, open the door. <laughs> do you think that kids... wind that hits you in the face, that's not toxic. No, no, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine. It's, you're allowed to do this. You're allowed to sweat. Um, you can have snowball fights. These happen, people!
1: <laughs> um, I miss snowball fights.
0: So that's it for this episode. Uh, the only one I say no to is the Phoenix. Yeah. Alright, so. Next lineup, I haven't discussed with him yet, but I am going to uh, grab some uh, interesting things. I got a whole list here, people. Uh, if I hadn't left it, I would. Oh, here it is! Here it is! Let it go, it! Ah! <laughs> I had to do a serious stretch there. Okay, so I don't think all these are going to be found. That's the problem.
1: You didn't pull anything, did you?
0: Um, not on purpose. Um, okay. <laughs> I'll get an ice pack later. So I found a whole bunch of shows here. And some of them fit in the criteria. Some are going to be really stretching. And I can't find but some we're good at that. But I found, like, the Walking Tall TV show. Nero Wolf, which you were a fan of. Yes. Uh, Mr. Merlin. Only available with German subtitles, but it looks interesting. Mr. Merlin? Yeah. Um, you know the like... dad? Oh, no, no, the grandpa from Lost Boys. All oh. the vampires stood up in this place, you know... <laughs> I don't need a TV. Oh, I got a TV and, guide. And, <laughs> <laughs> but I have that on here. Um, uh, he was the star. He was Merlin. Uh, Dark Room, which was an anthology show starring James Coburn, which was like the Twilight Zone. But three episodes of The Dark Room were too sophisticated, and they pulled them, and they turned them into a movie called Nightmares. Do you remember really? this one with Emilio Estevez, the uh, the Bishop of I Battle? Do. Yes. So that might be one of them. I have Tales of the Golden Monkey, uh, Remington Steel, Fantasy Island. I got a whole bunch of... T.J. Hooker! Man! T.J. Hooker is one of my favorite laughable shows. It still has a heart. Um, My mother always said that William Shatner was the worst, though, but I'm fine with it. What I love (laughs) is that he would not run. What they did was have him run on a treadmill and have a big thing with uh, bushes going by him. He would run in place as the bushes were dragged past him. It's hilarious. Oh, my girdle. I can't handle it. My wig. Ah!
1: It's hard to think that, though. You know, you yeah. think William Shatner at that time in his life would have still been in his prime of his life. Yeah. he's actually been around a
0: while at this point. You know what's weird about and... Shatner? Is when did he get the toupee? Has he always had the toupee? Did he have a toupee on the original Star Trek? When did this happen? I have no idea. It's a mystery. <laughs> yes. Um, it must be small. And then, of course, there's some other '80s shows I want to discuss. There's Max Headroom. Uh, one yeah, that I've it's... been looking for for 30 years is called Ghost Chasers, I believe. Um, it's from the guys who created Misfits of Science and stuff like that, and they went off and created that with Dennis Dugan. Um, what are some of you can think of from the '80s? We have oh, Wizards and Warriors. Oh, now you're talking my language. Yeah, Alf. What about ALF? Does that count?
1: That counts, I right? Could do, I could do. Yeah. that's that's
0: sci-fi. Yeah, I mean, just as long kind as of... it, I mean, it can be a sitcom. We've done that before. I mean, there's Small Wonder, which I am I'm scared of I'm watching again. Because <laughs> I can't remember how bad ever, it was.
1: Did you just get over the nightmares?
0: <laughs> yes. Um, the fear in my heart is palpable. Um, so that's it. So this is an idea of what we have coming up for the next few episodes. So eventually, we will get to the 90s, and that's when sci-fi explodes. I cannot wait to discuss, like, Sequest... And uh, Man and yeah. Machine and stuff like that. And K9000. No one knows that show. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> K9000 was a giant robot dog, I think. Uh, <laughs> all right. So that is it for us here uh, at Next Planet Over. Check us out on Facebook under Retro Rocket Entertainment. And Ron, send us out.
1: Still, I've, I've got nothing. I know. you don't have a slogan
0: for this show. Oh, crap. We need um, to come up with something. Yes. Well, is there any lines from the TV shows you just watched? Um, the Omni <laughs> shines green. We're good, kid. There. <laughs> We're good.